Hi, I'm Brown. And I'm Browner. But no, seriously, my name is Sai. And I'm Subash. And this is our very first episode of our podcast. Wonderful. Uh, this weekend, we watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, a very good film. What did you like about it so far? Um, actually, before we get into it, I would like to just warn anybody that hasn't seen the movie. This is like our quick spoiler warning. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll just get right into it, so there's not going to be Pause anything. Pause it, get to your Netflix subscription, and watch that. Yep. Okay, so I actually have a lot written down, so if you want, you can start off. I, dude, personally, what I loved is, first of all, I'm going to get the obvious out of the way. The art style. The art style was full of vibrant colors. It was new and innovative. It was cartoony, but like, not like Fortnite. It wasn't disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the detail was amazing. Like, if you notice the comic style, like, um, it, it was really innovative. Yeah, it, it really was. So what I really liked about the art style is that although it was vibrant and it, like, packed a punch, it wasn't, like, so vibrant you wanted to, like, you were just seeing flowers or whatever. It wasn't like that one failed uh, uh, TV show on Cartoon Network. Uh, not the regular show, but, like, uh, the random I am not random sure about that. Whatever. It belonged to an adult swim, but whatever. It it wasn't an acid trip, but it provided some good um, good contrast. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll get right into the story then. Okay, fine. Uh, about the plot, I, I, I truly, I really love the relationship between uh, Miles and his uncle Aaron. The reveal was um, good too with him being Prowler. Yeah, yeah. I liked how Miles actually found out Aaron was a Prowler. Miles was able to, I'm not too sure if then he was able to, con- no, he didn't control his invisibility. He just became invisible and he found out his uncle I think was it was like prowler. stress related but yeah I feel like think about that with your young kid you you're really figuring your stuff out you just got this really cool powerful power that you can't really control right now and you're being hunted by this purple figure and you notice that no no you don't notice but like you come to figure out that that person that you've entrusted to the person that only that really only understands you, the person that you could come to with certain things. Like even um, he even wanted to talk to Uncle Aaron in the beginning when he was still figuring out his powers. Yeah. But like that person who was really dear to him turned out to be the one stalking him and you know wishing to harm him. Yeah. So uh, do you have your notes in like chronological order for the movie? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with the beginning then. Okay. Uh. So I sort of have it in the format of Joseph Campbell's hero's, like, journey, or, like, his monomyth. Alright. So, I have, like, his everyday world, uh, it's really separated into three different acts, the call to action, the initiation, or, like, the challenges, the, and then the return. Mm-hmm. So, I have it in more of a complex setup. Okay. Um, so that's why I said I might share a second, but I'll, like, uh, interject if I have something I, I, related to so you. So, off the beginning, uh, what did you like about what was established in the first beginning scenes? So, I uh, I liked how they set up his character. He So, Miles draws things on, like, the My Name Is stickers. Oh, yeah. And he, he doesn't I actually... Do the same, by the way. Yeah. But you, if you're listening and you know where we are, you might see some of my works. Um, but don't, don't, don't tell anyone. So, uh... Not very legal here. I like how it sets up the way Miles does his suit. Like, it sets up, oh, he's an artist. He likes to draw. He likes to make, not really cartoons, but, like, cartoony 
like graffiti. Work. Yeah, it's honestly like I feel like um, art is very symbolic in this universe, and you can really see that in the way you know. Especially, I was just talking about his uncle Aaron, but even then, uh, they went out to do graffiti by themselves because they that was what they really bonded over. And I feel like art in such a innovative style, especially in the movie, is just it's an underlying theme here. Yeah. So, Even with him painting yeah. in the suit, yeah, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so after we see him, like, drawing, and he, like, he has his parents call him to get ready for school, we learn that he is going to a gifted and talented school, so that immediately shows that G-T? Miles... <laughs> so, uh, that immediately shows that Miles is, like, a smart student. Yeah, and, like, uh, he, uh like we've seen is, like... When he was in the school, we've seen in the beginning scenes that he wasn't really acquainted with anyone. You know, he was felt very much out of his environment. We've seen, like, you know, one of the scenes where, like, he was getting so overwhelmed by the amount of homework and the stuff that yeah. he had to do. Just, like, the montage of him getting as much work as he was getting. He was getting. thrown into the deep end, really. Yeah. And it was really, it was, a, it was a showing, it was showing, because later when he took the test in, what was it, like? philosophy or something i don't know he took some test and he got every single question wrong yeah but yeah. on purpose yeah and so um what i had written here was to like, flunk out that is yeah he, he wanted to flunk out he doesn't like his school and something that was in the movie that showed it like you said was that he tried to flunk out by purposely getting a zero but ends up having to write like i, I wasn't too sure what it was an but, essay about yeah, yourself like, like yeah. explaining yourself yeah I, I i really like found um the teacher uh the connection to that was pretty smart and like Hmm, the only way he must have failed was if he knew the right answers. Not mm. if he was actually dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that connection. I wish our teachers were like that, man. Yeah. Oh, no, no, Miss Campbell, I didn't get an F because uh, I, I'm stupid. I got an F because I was testing the bounds of my intellectual capacities. Whatever. And another uh, thing that they showed in the movie to represent how smart Miles was is the way they, like... So he was late to a physics class where he was learning about, like, quantum theory or yeah. whatever. And he, uh, the teacher says, oh, Mr. Morales, you're late. And he's just like, well, Time is relative. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, Einstein said time was relative, so maybe I'm not late. Maybe you guys are just early. Honestly, that's an inter- interesting way of looking at it. But as my uncle says, don't be a smartass. <laughs> so, uh... Miles' drawings, they're heavily inspired by Uncle Aaron, like, his uncle. Yeah, and, like, um, yeah. even even in the setting, like, um, the context of his, you know, very his graffiti with extremely vibrant colors that I, I feel like in the beginning scenes with the subway, the abandoned subway station, you know, when we saw, it was such contrast to the dark colors, and same thing with the spider, but the art was really innovative, and it, as someone who lives, we li- both live near the city, yeah. and... We see that art style a lot, and it felt very authentic. It didn't feel forced. Actually, where we live, there's this really, like, there's this white wall with uh, a great mural. Yeah, and uh, that's what that reminded me of when Miles finished his uh, graffiti art in the abandoned subway. Oh, yeah, 100 And, like, I yeah. feel like um, this the scene where he was being coached by Uncle Aaron, mm-hmm. um, I felt like that emphasizes the bond. But then again, I, I really wish... Um, one of the things I wish that they improved upon was the bond with Uncle Aaron. And, you know, because I feel like if they stressed a bit how he was more alienated from his family and his true passion of art really came out with Uncle Aaron and so much of himself and his expression was associated with Uncle Aaron, 
if they really stressed that, we would have much more emotional uh, attachment to the Uncle Aaron character. Yeah. And yeah. when he died, it would have been much more devastating. And what, the reveal would be much more gut wrenching. And I really want that. I really wanted that to be stressed, but I feel like it was still good. But yeah, like, the movie's you know. still good as it is. But if something like that were to have happened during the process of writing the movie, the movie would have been better. Mm-hmm. But it's still good as it is. Yeah. Um, oh, a hundred percent. And um. Yeah, and this is also where uh, Miles gets bitten by the spider. Oh, I love I love that little. I, I don't know. I, Oh yeah, one thing I noticed in that scene where where he was bitten by the spider is the movements of the animation itself. It mm-hmm. didn't feel forced. Like when when he noticed the spider on his hand when he was about to take the picture, he just casually swatted it away. Yeah, it, it didn't it, feel like. I mean, <gasps> what? Baka, a spider? It wasn't like, oh my god. Oh my god. More you. It wasn't like when Peter got bit by the spider. It oh, wasn't yeah. like, oh no, I got bit by a spider. I'm feeling nauseous or whatever. Miles, it wasn't as visceral. Yeah. And that really, you know, I, I don't know. It felt It good. changed things up. And if someone repeats something over and over and over again, then it doesn't, it isn't good. Mm-hmm. Like, so another example of this, not in Show, this movie. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Another example of this, not in this movie was, uh, so the very first Spider-Man trilogy, the Sam Raimi trilogy, mm-hmm. it showed how Peter got bit. It showed how Uncle, Bel- Uncle Ben died. Yeah. And then in the amazing Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man duology, it showed the exact same thing, but in the Homecoming, uh, like, the new MCU series, yeah, it, it like, skips all of that, because we know Spider-Man's origins, we don't oh, need yeah. to see it again, like, so, Tom Holland, I mean, it his, would be, it would be yeah. better if they did something new with that, but, I, I don't know, I, I didn't feel anything more, yeah, I feel like maybe if they had a picture of Uncle Ben, sort of like in the Spider-Man PS4 game, it didn't say how... Uh, Peter was bit, or how Uncle Ben died. It already had happened. It, but it showed a picture of him and Uncle Ben. It, it, it indicated, yeah, something happened, and you know that was, that meant something to the um protagonist. Protagonist. Pro, yeah, we, that, we don't that know how word. to speak. Whatever. Um, I'm from India. What do you mean? <laughs> Whatever. No. Protagonist. Yeah. yeah, the protagonist. Oh, I, something else I really liked. Uh, I mean, this was included into the Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse, but it was also in the Spider-Man PS4 game. Peter isn't a new Spider-Man. He's been yeah. at the job for more than yeah. They uh, said like, a decade. Yeah, and, and like then we had to. Yeah, switch yeah he to was. Uh, he was Spider-Man for twelve years in into the Spider-Verse, and he was Spider-Man for eight years, and uh. And what was it? In the PS4 game. Yeah. Honestly, one thing I really liked was... I, it's... It was so much more in this... It was more than we ever asked for. Like, they invented a whole new art style and everything. I, I know I'm getting really hung up on the graphics and everything. It just was really amazing. And in the plot... I mean, I loved it. Personally, I loved the integration with the uh, Spider-Verse characters. Like, yeah. Peter Porker. I never thought we'd see him in a feature-length film. Yeah. Um, I liked his... You know, I actually um, have here a list of, of you know, some of the quirks that each character has. Like Spider-Noir, he's in black and white. He has that 1930s detective vibe. You know, Spider-Ham, yeah. he's overly cartoony in like this, not like in a bad way, but he has that Tom and Jerry slapstick yeah, feel yeah, to yeah. it. Like, or like the Looney Tunes type feel. Because yeah. like uh, in Looney Tunes, you can see people just getting hammers or whatever out of literally nowhere. Yeah, I, I love that. And like... Um, 
with that one mech girl, I forget her name. It was like very oh, Japanese. Um, Penny, pa- Penny Parker. Penny the, Parker. Yeah. A lot of Japanese inspiration with like the mech style and everything, you know, backstory and even like um even like her own animation style. She didn't have her own different animation style. Uh what happened basically was uh Penny Parker herself was heavily inspired by Japanese um well, I read a lot of manga. It it seemed very, you know, kawaii or whatever. There's a lot there was a lot of inspiration and even with the Brooklyn kind of feel like overall like one of the best part of the things was like the soundtrack. What do you think about the soundtrack, Subash? I think the soundtrack was incredible. Like in comparison to like like the Spider-Man movies that I think would maybe like rival the soundtrack in this movie would probably be the Spider-Man PS4 game. Like I know I said movies, but the Spider-Man PS4 game is more of a movie than like maybe the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Like it's What do you mean? It has m- a better storyline and it's more composed. I can see it's more composed. I I don't know about storylines. I think some parts were like tacky. I mean, yeah, ex- yeah, but it was full of those tropes that but but I, it was great. It was like, good. Yeah. I just wish it was more I don't want it to completely break the mold. I'm not expecting that, but I wish it added more. I yeah. wanted more substance, more flavor. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I really loved is um the integration of rap almost into this um into the soundtrack like Post Malone and then we had um Juice World. You know, they had really great um artists that worked on this. Yeah. I feel like it was so New York like. I don't know. They just got the essence of uh Brooklyn in one little package and it was amazing uh so going back to the story so i had explained what the uh everyday world for miles was Mm -hmm. and then uh now we're on to the call uh call to action which is the first act mostly Mm -hmm. so miles after realizing that his hand sticks to things without him wanting to stick to those like oh yeah and he's able to and uh something i found incredible was like I'm, yeah, that was great. But when Miles realizes he's just like Spider-Man, when he gets to his dorm room, he uh, takes the true tales of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is basically just the first comic that Spider-Man appeared in. But yeah. No, I think that was... No, no, I think... No, it was, yeah, like, it, it was the first one. No, but uh, it's the true... Tencent. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, true, though. Yeah. And then while Miles is like flipping through the pages, not flipping, but like ripping through them because his hands are still sticking to it. He he's saying exactly what uh yeah, what Peter wh- Parker did. It was yeah. just I don't know, it was just so creative to see that. And I also really loved how um in in the scenes like with uh with Gwanda, no, Gwen, a uh, spider yeah. Gwen. Um in the scenes with Spider Gwen like when her hair was sticking to his hands for no reason and like um some reason but whatever. When his hands were sticking to her hair, and, like, she was just coaching him through it. Hey, relax, let go. And then later, uh, we saw her as even an intern yeah. in the um, Amertech or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the technological Oh, uh, I have it somewhere thing. here. Uh, that was really cool. I'll let you know what it is. Keep talking. Also, I, I really loved when um, he was like, why are, why are my thoughts so loud? And um, he could hear everything really well, and... He was like, "Stop sticking! Stop sticking!" And when he got to his door, when he no no when he got to I think the nurse's office, and um, when he you know inadvertently turned oh, on yeah, the yeah. um turned on the computer and it was like, uh, 
some Jingle Bell song. Or oh, uh, that was in the security guard. Yeah, uh, security thing. guard thing. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, he went. He was stop sticking, stop sticking, and he was like going all over the walls with things sticking to his hands. And then, uh, as soon as he tripped out the window, keep sticking, keep sticking. I feel like it was it was a lot of it was almost like a metamorphosis because we've seen so much happen to him. He got embarrassed at school, and like you know, that's really bad. As you know, yeah. we can tell. But you know, he got uh, embarrassed so at school company, and everything. The company that uh, was in the movie that you were trying to think of—it's uh, Alchemax. Alchemax, not Amertech. Yeah, that's yeah. from something else. So, um, so going to the call of act, call to action. So Miles realizes that he's just like Spider-Man, of course, by like the comic saying mm-hmm. exactly what he was thinking or whatever he was saying. And then uh, later on, when he's in the subway, like where he yeah. goes to see the spider. Uh, I'm not too sure on how it happened. Like, I keep forgetting this, but he somehow, like, inter- not interferes, but, like, is a witness to Green Goblin and uh, Green Goblin and Spider-Man fighting. Yeah, he, he went back to the scene to look at the, um, to look at the spider's body. Yeah, to he see if it, it was, was a radio- normal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, radioactive or whatever. And, um, I love that connection. And just the way it was portrayed, and I feel like... Killing off Spider-Man early off, like, their official Spider-Man. Yeah. Peter Parker. I feel like that really was really... It, it was really unexpected, and it added substance to whatever... I mean, although it was unexpected, it's all part of Miles' actual Yeah, of course. Of course. I really liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was really great, and I feel like, you know, the more cynical... The more cynical uh, version of Spider-Man being... Uh, Peter B. Parker. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, him, he kind of transformed as this cynical kind of, I, I'm not one to talk, kind of like a loser. Yeah. You know, as we've seen in his uh, credits, you know, he was, he got scared and everything. Yeah. Um, Yeah, him being, quote unquote, a, a loser and him transforming into someone that actually makes a difference he mentors uh peter like in the scene where the assault on um alchemax like you yeah, know yeah. he mentors peter to swing from web to web and i it's mean amazing. i feel like maybe the spider-man of uh their universe might have uh done it better but yeah he was still a good like substitute he was a leading teacher. force yeah, yeah 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 i mean it was really great and so like he would have done it better i f- he would have I don't know. I feel like if we had regular, um, regular like, um, Peter Parker, not Peter B. Parker, but regular Peter Parker mentor, the one, yeah, yeah, mentor uh, Miles Morales. I feel mm-hmm. like they would have had a good relationship and everything. It would have been kind of bland because everything would be over so quickly if you know he didn't die. Yeah. So but um, so I feel after like, uh, yeah, continue. But no, like. I feel like it really adds substance that we had, you know, him die. It was tragic and everything. We've seen everyone waver in support for um, the Parker family. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. actually, I have written here. So, after the call to action, there's usually a refusal to the call. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is when Miles refuses the call. He's like, oh, no, I'm responsible for Spider-Man having died, so I probably shouldn't interfere or anything. I know New York needs a Spider-Man, but I shouldn't interfere. If he died, who knows how much more damage I would cause. Yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that's more of a trope than I've, anything, but you're 100% correct. And um, even in the, even in the um, uh, part where, you know, all the, all the Spider-Men and women gather in the scene where they all gather in Aunt May's um, yeah. shed, 
kind of super shed or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, that general bit where he's getting so overwhelmed by everyone. Oh, uh, can, can you, can you rewire a hard drive while being shot at? Can you, uh, do this? Can you do that? Do you have super strength? Um, can you you get up? to and fro? (laughs) Yeah. Can you get out with, uh, with every hit? And I feel like when that really overwhelmed him and I feel like the part where he went invisible, no, no, when they all gave up on him. And then um, he just goes invisible and goes and up leaves. to, like, the elevator thing. Yeah, I feel like that part represented he didn't give up. They gave up on him. And later in the scenes where... on uh, No, no, no. Later, later uh, in the movie... When he's making a suit? Yeah, no, 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 not when he's... Like, when he came to make the suit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, you know, really went through a kind of... He, answer, he re-answered yeah, like, the call. He was, like... He had a transformation which changed his perspective. That was, uh, that's another step, but that's, like, later on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna go quickly through all of the different stages that I have listed. So, um, during Miles's refusal to call, he isn't able to do that, like, jump off the building and try and, like, swing from a, like, web. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he isn't able to do it, and when he does do it, I saw, like, sort of a metaphor. It's, like, the... Like, the letters saying, ah, uh, it follows him down, showing that he isn't actually ready, because if he were to start being Spider-Man, he would just, it would just be a decline from there. Also that part with, um, also that part with the Leap of Faith reference from Peter B. Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna call him Peter Parker, because... Yeah, the Peter Parker in the movie. Yeah, whatever. The, uh, the one that survives, anyways. Yeah, so my next step is the supernatural aid or mentor. That's obviously going to be Peter B. Parker, Peter Parker of the movie. Uh, he is the supernatural aid. It's supernatural because he's... From another dimension. Yeah. I mean, I feel that's pretty mm-hmm. justified. Yeah. So, instead of 10 years of operating, like the Peter Parker of uh, whatever universe they're in, uh, the Peter B. Parker, he's been operating for 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, that's... And he actually has his own refusal to call. His call to action would technically be training Miles. Yeah. And then he uh, has a refusal when he, like, thinks he's gonna do the uh, Alchemax thing by himself. Yeah, he, he wanted to refuse any uh, resemblance of them being a team. And yeah. as soon as, um you know, as soon as he discovers he can go invisible and all this cool stuff... Yeah. You know, I felt like he really saw more potential in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't some ki- he wasn't just some kid that kept on getting in the way. And when he all was of an the, asset. When all of the other Spider-Men and women tried like just gave up on Miles. He was like, "Oh no, look, he can turn invisible. Look, he can shock. Not on will. Not on will." <laughs> but then, he was still standing up for yeah, him. Yeah, he was still standing up for him and I feel like, you know, really taking um Mora- Miles Morales under his wing was, you know, I feel like a pretty cool thing to see yeah so um alchemax that's the first threshold that they have to like go through mm-hmm. it's guarded by kingpin's men they're trying to uh they're trying to work on their uh the super collider yeah oh yeah I, you know i really didn't understand in that scene was um liz live or doc ock or whatever yeah. um i don't understand why she originally told um kingpin that it would cause a black hole under um brooklyn even though if that was true she sounded genuinely concerned and like later it is revealed that she's like 
pretty big villain. I don't know why they had such a shift in character so quickly. Like, Even if it's short, I don't understand why they yeah. had such a quick shift when nothing really changed for her, the character herself. I know. Like, so in some TV shows, I've actually seen this. If there's a secret that is amongst a certain, uh, certain characters and there's that and we're only watching those characters, they still act as if that secret hasn't been, like, found out yet, like... Yeah, but Kingpin ought to know, like... Yeah. But he didn't even shrug when, like, you know, she came back and said, actually, there <laughs> are three Spider-Mans. You got bamboozled. Baba yeah. Booey, Habibi. So, um, so, Spider-Man and, uh, Peter Parker and Miles, they, uh get stuck in Alchemax. They have mm-hmm. to escape. This is sort of the belly of the whale. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pinocchio reference. Haha. <laughs> so, uh, Doc Ock is trying to kill Peter, and uh, they can't see Miles, because Miles, oh, yeah. this is the first time he's wa- he's went invisible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That didn't make sense. Like, he went invisible. Yeah, he was in yeah. public anyways. But actually, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, and then uh, the the scene in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. literally oh, love every that scene single in the every single scientist just pulls out like a gun or a knife or whatever. Uh, you, you, they just pull out like uh, kind of. I don't know if any of you took Google fans are out there. They had these like they nothing part of them was like weapons and stuff like. You know, they had briefcases, they had their books, they were eating or studying It was sort of like the Looney Tunes thing. They just, like, I actually, took I think, it out of their pocket. I don't know how many Tokyo Ghouls fans are out there, but, like, it's kind of like... What's that one thing where they pull out a... I don't know, I cogony, Like, no, no, a fallen ghoul's cogony. Let him know in the kink comments. Or whatever, I don't know. I think it's called King... King... So, um... Or something, I don't know. So that's the first Tokyo act. Ghoul fans, fact check me. So that's the first act completed. We're now on the... Their briefcases turned into weapons. We're now on the initiation where, mm-hmm. like, the uh, Miles has his road of trials. Yeah. And the first one is when they, like, this is immediately after they escape Alchemax. It's where Miles is trying to learn how to swing. Yeah. It's oh, like, I, I love that scene. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, it's sort of like a bonding moment. Uh-huh. Because, like, literally the life of um, Miles it, is in the hands of... Peter B. Parker, and yeah. the the part where they were both holding the PC or yeah. yeah the PC and swinging from tree to tree, you know, that really showed some character change. He wasn't some kid that was a hindrance anymore. He was part of the team. Yeah, and all, I I loved like even after that, I uh, when Gwen joined in, I loved um, I just loved the part where uh, they linked up with the other Spider Spider Man. Yeah, so and um. Uh, going to that shed. So during the initiation, initiation, you have all of the different helpers that arrive. So I had them listed down as such. They have you have Gwen who appears early on in the movie, and then you realize that she's uh, Spider Gwen or Spider yeah. Woman or whatever. Wanda, South African. <laughs> yes. And then uh, here's what I wrote down: Nicholas Cage Spider Man, because Spider Man Noir is voiced by Nicholas Cage. Okay. Uh, I w- I'm just calling to call him Spider Noir. You have Spider Pig, Spider Ham, Peter Porker. No, uh, sp- get it Spider right. P- Spider Pig is a sp- Simpsons reference. Oh yeah, Spider Pig. Spider Pig. <laughs> yeah, oh and then God. you have the anime girl. 
Yeah. Carry so. no, no, no carry on. I'm a big fan of anime. I don't want you to insult anything here. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be called American anime, kinda like um Avatar I mean, The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. The, it's not really Japanese, but and, then again. Uh, and then you obviously have uh you obviously have uh Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I just feel like their roles Spider Ham kinda like comic relief, Mech Girl, kind of a more in like I feel like she was really intense, intense but like yeah. comedically intense. Comedically intense, yeah. Because yeah. like, uh, are, can you be ruthless? <laughs> uh, I love that scene. But like, um, and um, Gwen, she was kind of a you know, uh, she was a nice contrast to um, uh, what's his name, Peter B. Parker's you know more not cynical but more like. I mean, I don't know if depressed is the right Not word. Not depressed, but, like, but he had a more cynical outlook before, you know, he noticed that he... Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, so... Just stay out of my way, kid. And then after the, like, base of operations, like, where Spider-Man, like, where yeah. Peter Parker had his base of operations, um, Miles goes to his dorm room. Yeah. And then uh, all of the Spider-Man, or Spider-Man and woman, uh, go into his apartment and try to, like, Make amends with him. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. and then so. Peter B. Parker just webs him up, and then he says that he's going to stay while he sends all of the other Spider-Man and woman home. Yeah, I feel like... Sorry, Spider-Man, woman, and pig. Yes. Yeah, don't be a bigot, Subash. <laughs> and then, uh, so, after that, after Miles gets webbed up, you have the scene with him with and his, his dad. dad. Oh, yeah, I and, love that scene. And uh, this is another step in the, like, process of the... Like the process of the monomyth, yeah, it's where you make amends with a parent, a parental figure, mm-hmm. and uh, this being Miles' dad. I mean, obviously, he doesn't get to make amends with his uncle, but if yeah. he did, that would have been another substitute for this scene. But I, I feel, feel like, like this scene was like great. The, I feel like the roof scene where um, you he know, puts the Aaron, mask back uncle on. Aaron, like when where? he puts the mask back on and backs up and holds his hands up. And where he gets shot, you know, again, I wish there was more of an established connection between Aaron and uh, Miles, but whatever. Yeah. When he gets um, shot, actually, I feel like... Yeah. When he... When, the Uncle Ben scene? No, no, no. I feel like when... When I mean, he puts the is, mask back on, yeah. instead of, you know, contemplating dropping him off, I felt like that was almost like a mutual... A mutual understanding of what each other's each other were. And, like, what their role was and mm-hmm. you know i feel like um even uncle aaron defying this like he was supposed to be the enforcer of yeah. kingpin and he was a what we see was he was a damn good one at that yeah but um so but you know he broke he broke what he was supposed to be he broke what character he was supposed yeah. to be for his uh nephew's life and that was powerful and right before this uh, during the uh scene with miles and his dad uh the conversation that is I mean, it's sort of a one-sided conversation because only his dad's able to speak. So that conversation is, like, the transformation that Miles has, sort of. I mean, there's another transformation later on, but Miles is able to control his powers because he realizes that his dad does what what he does because his dad loves him. Yeah. Like... It's like, um, he... When he... His dad wanted to... You know, he immediately put an APB on the new Spider-Man. And when his dad was like... Hey, buddy, I got some news for you. Uncle Aaron, he got bipped. Or yeah. whatever you want to use. Yeah, yeah, You know, I feel like 
in that scene itself, it we really, you know, ex. I wish it would have expanded uh, the bond between his dad and but and Miles, even though he was webbed up and everything. I I wish that his dad had more screen time and everything, because I feel like you know, the Uncle Aaron, Uncle Aaron, he was more of a more relaxed, more yeah. you know, he was more willing to break rules. Is you know graffiti and everything, even though I don't really consider that bad, but whatever. Um, I feel like that was a nice contrast, but anything. But I wish the dad and I wish family in, in general was more established. Yeah, and uh, and then you have the scene after Uncle Aaron dies. Uh, Miles goes back to his dorm room. I'm pretty sure, and then yeah. and then you have all of the Spider Men come there. But it's contrast. It's a. Uh, Compared to the previous oh, yeah. scene, um, Penny Parker lost her dad. Uh, Peter Parker, uh, we don't really know who he uh, I lost. Don't, I don't remember, but uh, they all say who they lost, and then Peter Parker actually says, uh, uh, "I think this is quoted." My uncle uh, Benjamin. My uncle ha- Ben. The hardest thing about my best friend. The hardest thing about this job is that you can't always save everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that sentiment. It's like, you can't save them all. Yeah. They're so, not yours to be saved. And then that's... Your people against mine, That's Slayer. like the... That's Turn like, back from your unholy crusade. That's a Doom Eternal reference. Yeah, so that's right before Miles has his transformation. Yeah. That's what causes Miles to, ha- Miles ha- to have his transformation. Mm-hmm. So that's what Miles realizes for his transformation, and... I've said transformation 15 like times. In that. Many, many more yeah. times, bro. Yeah, and then... Oh, yeah, you're right. It, it's a transformation, but, you know, that word is overused. So, he's able to control his abilities, and he's reborn, but not literally, or, like... I mean, if it was not... literally, it was it would very weird. It would be yeah, very so weird. So, he's reborn as a new Spider-Man, his, like, own... Spider-Man. Yeah, that that's very symbol symbolic. Where he paints the uh Peter Parker's, one of the Peter Parker suits, black, and I feel like, you know, that was really when he became more of his own person. And then you have the return threshold, uh, where Peter refuses to return to his world because he doesn't know that Miles is actually ready, like he doesn't realize that Miles is ready to uh. Sorry, what's the word? Uh, to you know, be there for Brooklyn or New York yeah, or whatever. That's yeah. why I, I. That's why I honestly think that like when when he was like, Miles, I'm staying behind, and when Miles was like, but you'll be here forever, and you know I feel like. I don't know. I feel like it was really a desperation thing. I don't. I I didn't think that you know Peter B. Parker didn't believe in Miles. I just think that he didn't he was concerned for miles he didn't think he was ready he didn't want him to be hurt yeah and then so after all of the spider-man leave except for peter b parker uh peter b parker says that he can't let spider-man die and then miles says this is quoted neither can i because miles uh, sort of he believes that he let spider-man die in the beginning of the movie yeah he he believes he's responsible because if he had been able to do something Maybe Peter hadn't died. Maybe this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I feel like he carried a lot of hidden hidden guilt there. And, you know, when he was like... I feel like that sentiment that he wanted to save more people. And when he was like when he was like to his parents, um, Dad, how, how do you feel about Spider-Man? He's like, 
Man, you know how I feel about Spider-Man. Don't ask me that shit again. No, but um, actually, going to that, like, at the very end, like, mm-hmm. between Miles and Fisk, after everyone's left, his dad's there. He's like, get up, Spider-Man. You got this. Like, yeah. his, opi- his dad's opinion on Spider-Man has changed. And this is what, like, this is what causes Miles to get back up. And then he, uh, he says... His family's always there for him. Well, I don't think that that exclusively is. What I mean, yeah, me yeah, but it. that is a factor. Factor, yeah. And then Fist says that his family's not going to be there for him, uh, or whatever. And then Miles says his family's all like everywhere. And then he does the shoulder touch. Yeah. Shoulder slash <laughs> venom touch. Yeah, honestly, feel you know. I don't know. This is kind of like my kind of off topic, but I really wish we would have a Marvel movie in the eyes of a bad guy. Like, I, I yeah. mean, we almost had this through Venom, but Venom even there wasn't a bad guy. Um, I wish we had a movie with, 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 like, you know, some kid loves Spider-Man, becomes symbiote, gets somehow... I mean, that's sort of what we had for... Hurt or changed uh, by Spider-Man. And there was a more Spider-Man. crappy version for uh, Electro and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He loves Spider-Man. He gets, like, electrocuted. They have that conversation, and then Spider-Man eventually fights him. And then, like, you have... No, but, like, not shitty. And yeah. Even in yeah. that, it's it's thrown... It's through the eyes of... I don't know. I wish we were... We, I don't know, but even then, we didn't have a real emotional connection... Con, con, no, connection yeah. to Electro. I feel like if we... If we assume our character to be a good guy, and then it's kind of flipped on us, well, sort of what uh, his morals yeah. are, you know, conflicting with. I feel like when we notice the people that we care about, or you know, in this case, our main protagonist that we should be invested into, when the people that we care about start making, you know, start becoming when they were really good people, when they start transforming into yeah. something that's less morally righteous or more opinionated more angry in like in cobra kai um the main character uh the little hispanic kid um i actually i, I haven't watched that yet. get out of here no you gotta watch cobra Kai. i'll i'll watch it yeah but anyways i'm, I'm just gonna call him uh, you know the main character in cobra kai he started out as such a nice kid he just wanted to learn karate because he was, you know, being, you know, he needed to defend himself against the bad, the bad guys, kind of like in, um, in the original Karate Kid, but mm-hmm. whatever. He changes. We were emotionally invested in him, but he changes to be more arrogant, almost more cocky, more intense, which is isn't a bad thing. But he became much more aggressive as a result of that. It's like by any means necessary, which is a very, very powerful form of extremism. Because we can really see where the character's coming from. Even in Cobra Kai, we see our main character, the little Hispanic boy, get changed into who, someone who we wouldn't uh, affiliate with. We get an eyes. We, we see the perspective of the quote-unquote good guy being turned bad. But it's not so black and white. It's more, we're emotionally invested in that person. Yeah. So his transformation feels much more personal. Yeah. Get what I'm saying here? Yeah. Um, so after the return threshold, uh, Miles, so this is the return actual, like, after the climax or whatever, there's the return, and then Miles is supposed to be the master of the two worlds, and the two worlds that he's mastering is, you know, being himself, being Miles, and then being Spider-Man. 
Yeah. Spider yeah. kid. Or yeah. Spider pre spider teen. Spider teen. Yes. Um and then you uh and then that's really it. And then you just have the theme of the movie where it Miles says, Anyone can wear the mask, you could wear the mask. Implying anyone can be a hero, you can be a hero. I, I I kind of disagree with that sentiment. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's going to be... Certain... Why are you so stupid? Not everyone has the power to swing web from web. Easy for you to say. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Um, actually, going back to the scene where Miles is in that spider base, not bef- not when he was making his suit, but like when all of the other spider people were there. It's about time. Before all the other spider people were there, he wasn't uh, perfectly reflected in the... When Miles was looking at the actual Spider-Man suit. Okay. And then later on when he's making his own suit, he's perfectly reflected. Like, his face fits the mask. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like, yeah. I feel like that was just looked cool. I, I mean, I yeah. feel like you're kind of going full on English teacher here. <laughs> the shades are blue to, to no, but, really develop no, I actually the author's think, sadness. Uh, yeah. No, but I actually think that's why they had that there. I mean, it's it's completely po- plausible. I mean, it's just in this case, I feel like that's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, I think it's pos- plausible. Uh, and then there's the same thing, but, uh, so you had the, uh, in the beginning when Miles was falling, mm-hmm. and then you have the same thing, but it's woo when he's swinging through, uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. What about it? Do you no, think that it, was, like, a change or something? Oh, yeah, so the ah uh, that like i said it symbolized that if miles were to be spider-man then it would just be a decline he would have needed someone to mentor him and then he had someone to mentor him oh 100 and then the woo since it's following him going up it shows that miles is ready if he were to like start saving new york he would be capable of doing it mm-hmm. and then uh something else i like saw here like in the sorry in the final battle yeah is when Miles saved Gwen, mm-hmm. uh, it reminded me of when, like in the original 616 universe, uh, when Peter wasn't able to save Gwen. Miles was able to, Peter wasn't. Yeah. I, there are always going to be alterations between, uh, you know, the many, many multiverses, if you want to call them that, like quantum physics or whatever. Um, I'm going to stay away from quantum theory because then I'll start, you know, raving. But whatever. Um, and then you have at the very end when uh, that's what makes sort it more of normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles walks up as Spider Man to yeah. his dad. He does that awkward hug. But that's a great scene. Although it's awkward. Good it's job, great. Mr. Cop. This isn't a fake voice. This is how I really talk. Yeah. So um, it was a great scene. Yeah. I I, I it was it warms your heart. It warms your heart because you really see a great kind of. It was funny too. I mean, I just really like that scene. Yeah, so uh, we rambled on about uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse for a good 40 minutes. Overall, um, what if you could rate it five stars or like out of 10, what do you, out of 10, how would you rate it? So out of five stars, I would give it a, a 4.5. 4.5 sounds reasonable. Which would be a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I would give it... Mm, Actually, maybe an 8.7 out of 10. 8.7. Yeah, that seems more reasonable. I, yeah. I mean, if... Yeah, 8.7 sounds good. I would really like to see... Like, I feel like they did something so new with this. They really had a lot of stress on them. They created an entirely new art style. It was definitely a risk with this entirely new 
a story and everything. It's, like, never been done before. It's never been done before. It was so and innovative. And it succeeded. Yeah. yeah. I feel like just for that, it's it should get above an 8. But if it would be, it would get a perfect ten out of ten if they stress some of the things like, like family, it, of, the, like, the relationship with Uncle yeah. Aaron. Um, you know, I feel like maybe if there was the more loss when, between like him and his mom. Like oh, his yeah, mom was one. like barely a character. She was in like movie. in twelve seconds, maybe. Nah, me, me, like a minute. A minute. Yeah, but she wasn't there in that much of the movie. If she was, then that would have been great. Yeah. So also, uh, yeah. I feel like you know. It would make it an eleven out of ten if if Spider Man if Spider Gwen made a Gwenpool reference. Uh-huh. Gwenpool's dope. It's based. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, so, that's uh actually I wanted to talk about something. Oh um, really? Yeah. So after mm. uh so, Unis Honest made by uh Markiplier and uh Crank Gameplays, or like Mark and Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the Unis Honest channel it died. Ended uh, today. Yeah. A moment I mean, of silence for, for us. It was a moment of silence. No. Okay. Okay. So uh, it ended uh, for us at three o'clock, but obviously for them, since they're in Pacific Standard Time, it ended at twelve for them. Um, uh, or maybe, or maybe this was yesterday. Maybe it ended yesterday for you. No, no, it didn't. Okay. Yeah. But like, still, it ended today. Yeah. So it, what we know is today. Um. What day is it? Saturday, November fourteenth. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I actually was kind of sad that it was ending, but then... All good things must end. Nothing is eternal. Yeah, but, um, so, there was this, uh... And if anything they was eternal, looking, it wouldn't be worth getting invested to. They were looking at some fan art. I'm not too sure, like, what the exact words were, but it said, like, along the lines of, we're born we die and we make the most of the in between yeah i feel like the 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 uh, the, the point that unis honest wasn't eternal was really great i feel like i feel like we should discuss the entire trilogy and the entire saga of unis honest it's not a trilogy cause whatever 360 whatever if, if we should in, in talk about the saga later but Anyways, we've been rambling for 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to start. I'm going to read the... Ah. I'm going to read the uh, bio of Unis Honest as we end here. What would you do if you only had a year left to live? Would you squander the time you were given? Or would you make every second count? Welcome to Unis Honest. I mean, obviously, we're not Unis Honest, but... Yeah. Uh, Welcome to what is known as Unis Honest. In exactly 365 days, this channel will not die. Not our channel. I'm actually going to skip this paragraph, because none of that will be applied to us. Um, and then we'll have... Uh, I'll just leave you off on Memento Mori Unis Honest, which roughly translates to, from Latin to English, Remember you must die one year. Thank you. This has been the Science Subash podcast. Uh, this was our very first episode. Thank you and goodbye.